Hello and welcome to another episode of Cargo Facts Connect, our monthly podcast series addressing all things freighters and conversions. I'm Jeff Lee, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. This time we're joined by Ned Wallace of Wallace Air Cargo Group, which handles scheduled and charter marketing and sales for Kalita Air. With a fleet of more than 2747 freighters, Kalita has been busy flying charters during the COVID-19 pandemic, especially now that Chinese production is ramping back up and the world is suffering from a severe shortage of air freight capacity. Wallace discusses Kalita's fleet utilisation and how operations are going during this unprecedented crisis. Hello, Ned. How are you? Well, extremely busy these days, as a matter of fact. I can imagine. <laughs> so thank you for taking the time to talk to me. My pleasure. Can I just ask how um, the social distancing measures are, are affecting, if at all, are they affecting Kalita? Well, I mean, uh, I mean there's pra- practicing social distancing at work. I mean, as far as in the offices and... Some of the people that can are working from home. Otherwise, they, you know, they're obviously separating the people there. Yeah. Uh, they think they've taken extreme measures to uh, keep the uh, all the ships and the NOx control cleaned, every shift change, and and uh, you know, a lot of obviously instructions and protocols put out to all the employees. Mm-hmm. So 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 far, you know, hopefully it continues, but no issues so far with any employees. So. Right. Nobody tested positive. And same with all the same with the crew members actually. So right, yeah. I mean, you're seeing a lot of charter activity these days. Yeah, we we're probably this may be the highest utilization we've had on our seven four seven fleet uh, since we've been operating. Frankly, wow. Uh, I mean, all the airplanes are operating full speed. You know, we got twenty four seven four seven. Yeah. Those are all either, you know, somewhere obviously with DHL and we're doing extra flying for DHL. We're operating considerable numbers, uh, probably got four or five airplanes at least operating, more than that, probably six airplanes that are operating either to Hong Kong or, or China on charters. Mm-hmm. And that we're, we're booked solid now, at least through the end of March and most of April, we're already got booked up most of our availability, so... But the situation is, you know, it's obviously there's a lot of business coming out with the passenger ability uh, decrease, elimination of the passenger abilities. Yeah. There's a lack of space, and, and uh, you know, obviously the container ships. Have, uh, yeah. There's fewer ships moving right now, so there's a big backlog of cargo. The real question is, you know, can they keep up with the production? Uh, we fortunately we haven't had any cancellations so far. No flights have canceled, and uh, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean they'll continue that way. Obviously. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask how much of the fleet is committed to ACMI flying and how much more capacity can you add to the market? Well, right now we've got ACMI, we've got 24 747. So we have, uh, right now we're starting to, you know, we're operating some 777s on a CMI basis for DHO. Yeah. And uh, when the two of those kick in, one of them comes out, although two 747s, they come out, but one of them's actually been deployed, and we're now operating at the China three times a week mm-hmm. for them, uh, at least in the short term, and that may continue long term. We, we're not sure yet. Uh, so right now we've got we got three with Turkish, one with Japan Airlines, and four. Uh, the Betty Ward Pacific, Pacific Air Cargo is another one, which is five, and then we've got uh, one on a quasi ACMI charter basis, South America six. About half, it's about half of our fleet. Yeah. 
And with the charters, are they they're mostly international, right? What about the domestic U.S.? Uh, domestic U.S. Well, currently we're we're not operating any charters domestically. We operate uh, well. We have nine seven six seven, three of which are Kalitas, and then six are DHL. Mm-hmm. And uh, we operate eight of those airplanes, and then one is a spare. And uh, we're doing some. Actually, we're doing our first ETOPS trip. We're doing. We're using that. Uh, one of the seven six seven has only flown domestically. Uh, we'll be going over to Europe. Uh, we're operating to, to East Midlands, uh, you know, for extra capacity for them uh, during this period of time. Mm-hmm. So, are there any specific trade lanes that are seeing a particular spike in demand? Well, it's primarily, we have a lot of demand. I mean, there's demand from India, from, I mean, Europe, there's a huge demand. We're operating extra flights back and forth to Europe. Mm. We've got, you know, literally inquiries from every country. We're trying to just focus on keeping very simple patterns of flying. We're, we're operating really U.S. to China, U.S. to Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, that we operate to, to, to Europe and back. And that's what we're focusing on with charters. Yeah. And most of these are because of what's going on with the lack of belly capacity. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we have two, we have two seven fours that we operate uh, on a quasi contract consolidation basis out of China full time, and then on top of that, we're doing four or five others right now. So. Mm. With the charters, are you seeing any regulatory challenges in terms of charter limits? Normally, Hong Kong's you know difficult for slots and uh, yeah. you know especially if it's in the afternoon or evening. But they've they've, they've uh, allowed us. We have flights we're operating in the evening, so they've relaxed that. Same thing in Shanghai. Normally, there's a four-hour window they want you to operate mm. in with cargo charters, and then they've relaxed that. And they're very responsive on time frame and approving charters. Normally, it's ten days. We're getting them at three days. And yeah. Hong Kong, you know, normally we get something overnight from Hong Kong. So. Are they relaxing those because there are fewer passenger flights? Correct. Right, right. Yeah. What about with Anchorage? Do you see the risk for, because they've got their first confirmed case of the virus there, do you see that posing a risk to your to Kalita's operations in Anchorage? No, well, I shouldn't. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the crews are, we don't have any problem with crews coming in and out of uh, either U.S. ports, I mean, there's special exemptions for the crews, which I'm sure you're aware of. So, but, I mean, there's protocols we follow, and uh, we don't we don't have any problems in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. Don't anticipate, you know, that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean the situation will change, but, you know, currently we don't, so. Right. I mean, there are certain countries that if you, certain countries have been to, you know, China in the last 14 days, they don't want you to come in there, but, you know, we're able to schedule the crews accordingly, so. Mm. So there are no issues with um, the movement of crews either. Yeah, well, it's, well I, sh- I should say there's no uh, there's no issues. I mean, we do have, there's fewer passenger flights, obviously, operating internationally. So. Yeah. But, you know, so far, we have a travel department at Kalita, and uh, they're very competent people that run that, and they've done a very good job at being able to move our crews around. So the pilots have been extremely cooperative. And right. Flying in and out of China, you know, we don't have any pilots refusing to go anywhere, and and we've really, really been able to, you know, knock on wood again. I mean, we haven't had any really disruptions in, uh, in our operations for the last little bit. This has been going on now for, what, 50 days. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's been uh, pretty much seamless so far. So That's good. That's good. And we're also seeing passenger airlines beginning to use their planes as kind of mini freighters. What are your thoughts on that? Right. 
Well, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised they're doing that. I mean, with the rates out there, right, some yeah. of these carriers on, on, on an incremental basis, I'm sure, could uh, at least make a contribution to their bottom line, you know, by just carrying a cargo. Do you think the, uh, the capacity that they add is meaningful, or is it going to... You know, I, know, I know, I saw one article today where they, I can't remember what, it's on a, what aircraft type it was, but they thought they could get 60 tons, <laughs> 30 tons on the aircraft or something. Oh, like the, that. the 777-300. Yeah, maybe that's what it was, yeah. So, no, it took such a se- severe reduction in the passenger capacity off the North Atlantic, took a lot of capacity out of the marketplace. Mm. So, we're running probably three, we normally run one scheduled flight out of Amsterdam every Sunday. We've been doing that for years. Mm. And the New York is just what it's just one way it either comes back off a military trip or off a charter. Mm. And we've now we're we're operating I think we have ten in the two week period that we're operating back and forth. But we're just going to Amsterdam only. We won't go to any other locations. So mm-hmm. and there's a lot more there's many more requirements out there for additional lift. But and actually just recently DHL Global Forwarding claimed force majeure on, on its air and ocean contracts. Do you think that will become more common? as the weeks go by? Well, it's certainly a risk, you know? Yeah. But, we, you know, we make it clear to the people we're dealing with. I mean, we haven't had any force majeure so far on any of our flights, and we're not, we're not like, booking out for months in advance. I mean, we're booking, like, we're, we're booking flights now out towards the end of April, but we have some availability left at the end of April. Mm-hmm. We're, we're dealing, you know, dealing with accounts we normally deal with. We're taking, not taking on a lot of new accounts at this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a considerable number of charters, you know, carrying auto parts out of Shanghai for, and we're still doing it. And those are all out of Shanghai, coming either Chicago or Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. There's a, there is a restriction, uh, which you're probably aware of, is a restriction on Shanghai to any what they call Zone One cities in the yeah. U.S. We're going to there's a total of 75 charters a year U.S. carriers can operate, and that just as we just are awarded six more, and that pretty much exhausts the availability of charters from Shanghai to Chicago. We have asked this. State Department. We're trying to work on getting that uh, capacity uh, limit uh, lifted. Uh, I know they're working with a Chinese lease on a short-term basis. Mm-hmm. And but we just we fly into Columbus, Ohio, which is still you know satisfies the needs of our customers. But <laughs> no need to if the Chinese would lift the restriction. You know, it's all it's doing is inconvenience in the customer. So. And just how long do you expect this current? situation with the lack of capacity to last you know i've talked to a lot of we talk every day about that i talked to various airlines and you know we have offices in europe and asia and really nobody has a good handle on it mm. i mean the people think this may continue for a month other people are saying there could be a slowdown because uh, especially with the textile market and garment business and, and a lot of it with the stores shutting here you know it's going to be a build up of inventory here in the u.s yeah they could potentially shift some from air to ocean for a while, but then that people say, "No, you don't have to It'll come back, and they're going to have to rebuild their inventory." So it could be a strong. It could be strong all year. I don't think anybody. You know, if anybody tells you they have a good handle on what's going to happen, <laughs> there. <laughs> It wouldn't be quite telling you that yeah. I've been in this business for 50, 53 years, and there's just really no, there's no way to forecast what's going to occur here. I mean, it's, it's a very fragile situation. I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, right now we're, we're able to move everything. But there's a lot of obstacles we have to overcome every day, and, you know, it's just uh, we'll have to see what comes down the pike here, you know.
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in the scheduling department or, you know, figuring out how to move crews around. And yeah, it was cruising. It's just, I mean, it's not easy to do this on a, on a normal basis. And, uh, <laughs> and, I mean, this is over the time of, like, February, for example, Chinese New Year's, we expected a tremendous slowdown. And we're, you yeah. know, we've been operating basically full bore since the beginning of February. And, mm. uh, I mean, there was no Chinese. I mean, the peak came in February and March when it normally comes in the, yeah. the fall. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're in a, we're in a, what I call an extreme peak season right now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And which is good because if, you know it don't, it doesn't hurt that the fuel prices are at all time low. Too. Right. So right. That, uh, yeah. I'm sure you hope it lasts a few more months at least. Yeah. Well, now I think we all like the pandemic to be over. You know, business get back to normal. You yeah. Know, for, yeah. Well, I mean, even if it's over, passenger airlines are probably going to be slow to add all that capacity back into the market. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. So, yeah, this should be a very productive time for freighter operators. Yeah, a lot of opportunities, but challenging at the same time, so. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah I, I hope you manage to get through all these challenges and I hope you stay safe. We're trying. Unfortunately, I work out of my house, so I don't have. I'm, like, I'm used to hunkering down, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't have to relocate, but some of the people I know that have, are going from the office to home are having a hard time uh, adjusting. <laughs> well, some people I've talked to actually prefer working from home now. Well, and this business is great because I, you know, I, I get up very early, so you know, and this headquarters are in Detroit, so they're three hours ahead of me. So you know, I'm usually on the phone with them at six o'clock in the morning. You know, if I have if I had to go to the office, there's no way I'd be able to do that. Right, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, computer and an iPhone and a fax machine, a fax machine in your business, you know? Yeah. But do you find yeah. you're, you're working more than you would be if you were in an office? I, I, yeah, much more. I get a lot more work done. My wife and I are over. We don't have any children running around the house. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it uh, makes a lot, lot more habitable to work here. So Yeah. Well, okay, thanks, Ned. Thank you for taking the time, and I hope you stay safe and stay healthy. All right, you too, Jeff. Have a nice week. Thanks. We'll keep in touch. And that was Ned Wallace, president of Wallace Air Cargo Group. Thank you for listening. Make sure to stay tuned to Cargo Facts for the latest freighter developments, and join us next time for another episode of Cargo Facts Connect.